Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. Attention all campers! The All-American Spook Show welcomes you to enroll in Camp Spook Show this summer. We have activities for all ages, including archery, canoeing, swimming, and running for your lives. Hello and welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined here with Professor Smoke. What's up? Uh, usually we'd have Will and or Donnie along for the ride, but uh, uh, they have uh, other things going on. They're, they have separate assignments that they're out on this week. So it's just going to be me and the professor going over uh, this latest Spook Show Spotlight. It doesn't really have a fancy title. It's more just like kind of a spotlight on uh, Sean S. Cunningham and Victor Miller, who were the writer, producer, and director team of the very first Friday the 13th film. And we're also going to be going through the whole legal drama. Really, I guess that's kind of the ultimate point of the episode. Plus, too, we figured it was a good time to kind of take a minute to discuss it since, you know, we're right in the middle of Camp Spook Show. And uh, it, it is a, a timely topic uh, because there have been some uh, some new uh, details that have come out in the last few months about this that we have kind of briefly talked about over on Deadline Horror News, which is on our YouTube channel every Wednesday at 9 p.m. East, Deadline Horror News Live. Uh, just a reminder there, but, uh, so yeah, that's what this one's going to be about. But before we dive into it, I'll go ahead and throw out the usual information. You can contact us, uh, via email at all American spook show at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the slasher app. You should be able to find us by searching for all American spook show, or just go down to the link tree link down in these show notes right below. And, uh, you should see links to all these things that take you straight there. Of course, our YouTube page, like I just mentioned, where we do Deadline Horror News Live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. And, and uh, uh, usually all the episodes are uploaded there as well. So, And we got tons of bonus content up over there, so we encourage you to go check out our YouTube page. We have a Public page where you can go get logoed merchandise and other cool designs that we've put up there. So if you want to uh, wear our faces on your T-shirt, that's the place to get it. Or on a face mask or any other random things that they have over there on Public, You can get it there, so... We encourage you to do so. Help out the cause. And, of course, uh, to further help out the cause, you can become a patron of the Spook Show at patreon.com slash aaspookshow, uh, where we have uh, bonus uh, podcasts every month, such as, like, Crafter Peace Theater, uh, Spook Show Rewinds. Uh, the, the professor has his uh, professor, professor's retro review written articles over there. Uh, we do Patreon video minisodes every Tuesday. And the main feature there is the Library of the Professor. So you don't want to miss any of that stuff, all that cool stuff, and, and then some early access to the to the podcast, all kinds of other cool stuff. That's at patreon.com slash Show. So um, I guess we'll go ahead and dive into it. Now, I, I guess, you know, right out the gate, we'll, we'll talk about Sean Cunningham first. Now, he is the producer slash director of the original Friday, Friday the 13th. And Victor Miller was the writer of the original Friday the 13th. Now, the main bone of contention with this lawsuit that, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a little bit more towards the end here, um, is basically 
who owns there there was a lawsuit between the two uh of who owns the copyright to to the franchise to Friday the 13th um mm-hmm. Victor Miller contended that he owned it because he wrote it and Sean Cunningham contended I guess that the copyright belonged to him because I guess because he directed it and that Victor Miller was only uh only wrote what he was told to write was his argument I guess so uh, apparently in two different judgments I believe Victor Miller has won both times. Now there's there's weird thing about the copyright as far as like where it's legal like here in the US uh abroad whatever but we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into that but you know that's just kind of setting up the table for what we're we're aiming for here is that. Um but Sean Cunningham he's mostly known for this. I mean really, I mean like what else? Like he was the producer of The Last House on the Left. Yeah, yeah. He- Kind of collaborated a little bit with Wes Craven there for uh, I think, yeah. He made the Art of Marriage in 1970, which was his first thing, which was like a documentary of sorts. And uh, for a first film, I guess it gained a little bit of of uh, eyes on it, so to speak. And Wes Craven saw it, and uh, he produced, helped produce uh, Cunningham's 1971 movie together. Uh, the movie is called Together. <laughs> yeah, I guess they produced it they, too, they but, made it together, but it's called Together. Yeah. Then uh, Wes Craven brought him over to uh, as a producer on uh, Last House on the Left. That's pretty much the last tie for uh, Wes Craven, I believe, in them. But right after that, or shortly after that, I think there's a movie called Case of the Full Moon Murders in there uh, that wasn't involving Victor Miller, but uh, 1970 78. Yeah, it was uh, Here Come the Tigers. The uh, Bad News Bears ripoff type movie, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. Uh, which was, there was more than a few of those at that time. Bad News Bears being a huge, huge hit for kids' movie or for teen movies or whatever. Probably. It was, it's funny. I mean, not to go off on a tangent, but it's funny watching some of those now. They're not, you know, <laughs> like Six Pack or whatever. Yeah. A lot of those movies now, you're like, wow, this is for kids. Oh, yeah, we were. Yeah. We're watching this type Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of Bad News Bears where, like, Walter Matthau was just sitting around drinking the whole movie and. Treat, yeah, yeah. Most pretty much just treating the kids like shit, and <laughs> yeah, it's a kids movie. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Here Come the Tigers was uh, Sean Cunningham's version of uh, Bad News Bears. So it began. Victor Miller wrote the script for that, too. and then right after that was Manny's Orphans, which was uh, a drama, kind of a sports drama, uh, where Victor Miller again wrote. And then we get to 1980s iconic, of course, Friday the Thirteenth, which we're you know, talking about here with the Victor Miller writing it, and then leading us up to the current lawsuit. <laughs> well, not any longer. It's already, it's been resolved, right? Well, well, not really. It's been resolved, yes, but not really. Yes and no, yeah. But yeah, uh, th- that's where they that led them up to that, their work together, the, the brief th- few things that they did together, and that led them to that. Now, you know, of course, they, they both get their names all over the entire franchise because of this first one. Pretty much all the ones that, you know, uh, came after that, they pretty much got credit you know, either like characters based upon or created by, uh, and, uh, Sean Cunningham, I think he had a lot of producer, like producer credits on what well, he, he kind of went away from it after this. And then he, he got a producer, executive producer on Jason X or Jason 10, however you want to, you know, look at it. I think most people call it Jason X, right? Um, Freddy versus Jason. He was a producer on that and a producer on the reboot, the 2009 reboot. But, uh, I saw something where it basically, he, he makes no secret of, uh, of I don't think really either of them really make don't make too much of a secret like they don't really like it that much it doesn't sound like you know like which is funny that they just <laughs> sue the shit out of each other over it but 
Yeah, the uh, whole. Uh, well, I guess it's the money they like. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, obviously. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the quotes. Not necessarily the uh, the the. Uh, I guess I don't know. You know, as as a fan, sometimes you'll think like, well, there could be worse things you'd be known for than being a horror producer or a horror director or the creator of an iconic franchise. Yeah. You know, so, but I guess as a director, you see yourself kind of, I mean, if you're wanting to do more, you're somewhat pigeonholed into, you know, that genre because nobody, and and I've actually heard Sean Cunningham talk about this before too, that uh, nobody wants to hire, if you've done Friday the 13th and you've done Last House on the Left and, you know, House 2 or House and House 2 the Second Story, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody wants to hire you to do this, you know, Paramount's got this this uh, intricate drama that they got, this an epic drama, yeah. and we want Sean Cunningham to direct it, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, you know, that's not, you get known for a certain thing, and that's what you end up doing. So I guess that's where his, a little bit of his ire maybe comes from, but I think he's come to terms with that over the years. I think he's, you know, done convention appearances and all that stuff now. Well, the one thing that I saw on Victor Miller, as far as that angle is concerned, is he claims that he's never seen any of the other Friday the 13th movies because he does not like the idea of Jason being the killer. That's oh. His, oh. that's his bone of contention. I guess it's not because it wasn't his idea. I guess maybe I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> that, that, but that's a whole thing, too, talking about what sequels or what not what might actually happen. Depending, I mean, since he's kind of the one that has, you know, has it in his hands right now, right? Yeah, to my understanding, it's basically, uh, okay, well, Victor Miller won the suit, so to but what he won was that he gets to take the script of Friday the 13th, the one that he wrote, and that's it, and he only had the U.S. rights, so Sean Cunningham could, I mean, this, this wouldn't be feasible, but if he wanted to produce movies overseas, anywhere outside the U.S., called Friday the 13th, whatever, blah, 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 and, you know, do he could do that and do whatever he wanted to with it. It's only in the U.S. I guess because of the unless they go back to court and Victor Miller sues over more than just the U.S. rights. But I mean, right now he just owns the U.S. rights to the first Friday the Thirteenth script and to Jason as a child, basically. Which yeah, anybody just the first Friday the Thirteenth knows that Jason only appears as a child in the and whether well we can go into whether he actually appears or whether it's a dream sequence or you know or whatever now it's funny like but a no. lot of, a lot of the uh, uh source of a lot of this information or the person that keeps breaking down a lot of this for a lot of these articles that you'll find is lawyer larry zerner now larry zerner had a role in friday the 13th part three um so i guess you know he grew up and became a lawyer so <laughs> um I, i'm blanking on the guy's name it's the annoying dude with the curly hair in part three Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> uh, I, I can't think of the guy's name, and you, you know, if you've watched it, you know who we're talking about. That guy. He's, he's basically he's the one responsible for Jason having a hockey mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> part three, he's the one that brought the hockey mask to the camp, well, to the campgrounds, whatever. Yeah. In part three. Probably. So he he grows <laughs> so, up, so to speak, gets older, becomes a lawyer, and now like he's like an entertainment lawyer, and he's kind of been the point guy to like kind of make sense of all this stuff, and um. I'll read one of his quotes. Uh, Victor Miller only owns U.S. rights and only to the first script, and Sean owns adult hockey mask-wearing Jason, but can't legally use him in a movie without Victor's permission. Um, so th- that's where the sticking point is, right? So basically, that's where you're at. It's like, you're not going to see it unless they decide to kind of work together, you know, kind of put some shit aside, and then just, you know, let's make some money. That's that's really the only way, right? Yep. Because it's like, well, you own half, I own the other half, so 
one ain't going to make much sense without the other kind of thing. Um, yeah, that's, you're pretty much going to have to either, if you're not going to go in on it together, then you're going to have to come to a financial understanding of like, okay, I'm going to make this movie. I'm going to give you so-and-so X amount of dollars for the permission to do this or that, you know? <laughs> so some way or other, they're going to have to, if there's going to be another Friday the 13th movie where we're going to have some sort of continuity with Jason and his hockey mask and all this, that, and the other, the, everything we're familiar with with Friday the 13th, they're going to have to have some kind of understanding because yeah. the only other direction to go is they both go their own separate directions, which would mean that Victor Miller could go over here and he could take the name Friday the 13th and he can do something with Jason, but just not the known adult hockey not mask. The way you know, yeah. Jason. So here, here's, here, here's one take on it. Now, this is from Victor Miller's lawyer, Mark Toberoff. This is a whole quote, but it kind of says a lot of the same things that we're saying here. Uh, quote, now we can license a remake, prequel, or even a sequel, motion pictures, provided such films do not use any additional copyrightable elements. Victor Miller now owns the copyright to his screenplay, including sequel rights, but Jason can't be portrayed as any older than in the first movie. Makes no sense. Jason was very much a presence in the first movie. In fact, Mrs. Voorhees channeled Jason. And of course, the first was all teed up for sequels. So obviously, you know, the ending of the, you know, the famous ending. And by the way, we've talked about that movie in depth in a special episode all the way back in episode 30. That was our Mother's Day 2020 special where we had all of our significant others on there. Uh, so if you want to go back in the archives and listen to that. Uh, but of course, if you're listening to this, you've probably, I guarantee you've seen the original movie. So uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> Jason pops up at the end of the movie. Um, but he's like a little boy that jumps out of the lake. Right. But then there's that question yep. of, so is that something you really saw? Or not? All kinds of other people have talked about this as well. It doesn't make logical sense as far as Jason popping up out of the water and the end of part one and coming to part two as a full adult with, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, some of those things could be some of those kind of continuities, quote unquote, could be explained as easily as like, look, they weren't Miller and Cunningham weren't involved after that first one. So who knows what Victor Miller might've had, in mind, my oh, yeah. my guess it's probably at the time it's probably just the old the, the end question mark gag is basically all that was, and I, yeah. I I'm sure nobody expected this thing to be as successful no. as it turned out. <laughs> you know, n- none of those guys they so. make a few bucks out of out of the fact that Halloween had come out and now they have their own holiday, or to kind of ride the train a little bit so to speak. Maybe they'll get a little bit out of it, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure they had no idea what it was gonna. They would be in court. In 2020, and whatever that was, whenever the trial, they probably had no idea that that was going to be coming along. Yeah, they'd no, have to be no. trying but to figure out this my, legal issue. My point in saying that is like, like you know, I'm sure Victor Miller now will be like, oh yeah, yeah, I had all these ideas of where I wanted to go with it, but no, you didn't. You know, <laughs> you didn't know that this was going to turn into something. You know, where you were actually setting setting up a sequel. You know, to go back to the quote, but uh, just to finish up the quote here from uh, uh, Toberoff, uh, so the. The first was t- all teed up for sequels, he says. Then he continues, then comes the question of the mask. Do you do a new mask like they often did before? I, I wouldn't say often did. Oh, right, like it was different in the second one. And then they introduced a yeah. hockey mask. And then, yeah, the mask changed, but it was basically a hockey mask for the, the next yeah. eight movies. And it never changed design. Like the ho- you, think, you think about hockey masks. Slight. Nowadays, there's all kind of different hockey masks. This, this thing kept its style. It was like the triangle was different. Yeah. Of course, he got an axe in the head in part three, so he had the axe mark in mm-hmm. part four, and and then by the time you get to part six, it's like he, it was in a it was you know 
it's been a it's while been since just, it's been a while since I watched all these movies. But did he not at certain points throughout some of those later movies pick up a different mask or something? If I recall, yeah, which one down the uh, when we're talking about part, we can break that down real quick. Well, part two, he had the potato sack. <laughs> yep, right. That's where that's part where three, Jason yeah. actually really appeared because it's debatable if you think about it in that first movie whether that's really Jason or not. Yeah. Right, like yeah, just, she could have just been be loony out of her head, you know. So who who really knows if that's Jason? But you finally see Jason in the second one. Yeah, and that makes more sense continuity wise with the sequels, if it was just a vision. But you know, as we said, nobody knew this thing was going to like blow up the way it did, and that they would be making all kind of sequels down the road. So no. who knows what the original idea was? Whether it was a, I mean, well, Victor Miller knows, I guess. And yeah. Who knows well, if he's going to tell the, tell the truth about that? <laughs> You yeah. know, about, oh, yeah, I had this planned all along. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's intermission time. Time to pause and refresh at the snack bar. During this short break, you can treat your taste of good food and sparkling cold beverages, including delicious Coca-Cola. If you're hot dog hungry, we have them. Sizzling, juicy hot dogs served in warm, oven-fresh buns, plus a complete menu of all your favorites. Visit the refreshment center now. Enjoy delicious food and ice-cold Coca-Cola. But anyway, yeah, part two, he had the the, the, uh, the potato sack mask. Part three, as we said, he finally gets the hockey mask thanks to Lerner. The real name, the, the Lord. Uh, I, I still have to look up that name. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Here. <laughs> but and, and I do remember it, ha- it being like a, something you would think of more like a girl's name. Like Stacy, yeah, so, somebody that's listening to this is like kicking us in. The, he wants to kick us right I in know, the nuts for not. How could yeah, you? Yeah. How can you not I, remember? I blame my age. Yeah, I, I blame everything. I, yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> but at any rate, yeah, that's how he gets the hockey mask, and it's the one with the red triangle here, you know, and it's got the. Actually, I don't even remember if that one in part three. Now, I think some of these masks he wasn't necessarily supposed to have a different mask, but they ended up with a, you know. I remember they're having like two triangles down near the bottom, two small ones. Yeah. And the one triangle, big triangle up top. Mm-hmm. Part three, I just can't remember if they had the two triangles down here, but whatever the case may be, that's where he first gets the hockey mask and it's got a red triangle in the middle, right? Part four was supposed to be the same mask uh, because it was directly taking off from him getting the ax at the end, in the head at the end of part three and the people in the ambulance come, you know, coroners, whatever, they pick them up and they take them to the morgue and the hospital. And, uh, Directly from there, so the mask is supposed to be the same. Part five, spoiler alert. Do we want to say this? I don't know. I mean, it's probably thirty. Part five has been around for forever, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I think the statute of limitations has passed. I think you're. It's up to yes. you. <laughs> I always looked at part five as the Scooby Doo ending, you know, because you got this person, <laughs> yeah, coming in here who not Jason, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's like, and I, I could have got it's Roy the ambulance driver. I could have got away with it too if it wasn't yeah. these thinking kids. <laughs> That kind of thing, but uh, but and of course, so since that's not technically Jason, he would have had he wouldn't have been able to have Jason's actual mask. So he he just got closest mask he could find, and it had to have a blue triangle. So that's one of the ways you can tell those masks. If you're looking at an image in a magazine, and you're wondering which Jason this is. If it's got a blue triangle on it, because it was Roy, it wasn't really Jason. It was Roy. Yeah, yeah. Part six. Tommy had held on to the mask through all those years. And at the beginning of part six, you know, he goes into the graveyard. <laughs> oh, God. Jason's got to come back to life some way, right? So yeah. he has a brilliant idea of going in and killing him again, I guess, or making sure he's dead. And what does he do? He brings him back to life by sticking a giant-ass yeah. fence post through him, and then the lightning comes and strikes it like Frankenstein style. <laughs> 
and then we have Jason Jason Stein, Franken Jason Stein or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, he is reunited with his mask from parts from you know three and four because it's supposed to be Tommy carrying this mask and he throws it on Jason right before he dumps the gas on him and before he stabs him with the thing and all that, right? And so conveniently, Jason ends up with his original mask again, thanks to Tommy. And then in part seven, in part six, you know, he gets he gets sunk and drowned in Crystal Lake with the mask on. And uh, part seven is the what you call it, girl, the, the girl with the telekinetic powers, uh, who raises him from the dead using her, you know, trying to bring her dad back. The new, the Jason new back. blood. The new blood, yes. Yeah. And I guess in that one is supposed to, yes. Supposed to, well, of course, he's been down there for however many years it was between part six and part seven. So his mask is, is, uh, been, you know, eroded. Yeah. So to speak. But it's supposed to be the late. same mask again from part, from his original mask, three, four, five. Yeah. I'm sorry, three, four, six, seven. And, uh, at the end of part seven, he gets blown the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been the end, right? Yeah, yeah. But no. At that point, his mask also gets blown apart. Before he gets blown up, his mask gets, like, telekinetically blown apart. Yep. Uh, and, you know, so that, I, I'm blanking on part eight, how he gets out, but I think he gets his mask from somebody in part eight when they go on the boat. And I don't remember why or how or who. I, I don't remember how he gets I can't remember how he gets his mask from part eight or if it's just, or if they just said, fuck it, we don't care that his mask got blown apart by telekinetic powers in part seven. Here's his mask again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, he's going, he's going to Manhattan, so fuck it. Let's just, uh, he got it back. Don't worry about it. He got it back. He's going to go and knock somebody's head off on top of a building in Manhattan. <laughs> Who cares how he got his original mask? <laughs> if he's got the original or not, but no, I can't remember that. And somebody may have correct us on it, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, there's either he got a new one or they just said screw continuity. But, and, uh, part nine, you know what? When we get to do part nine, that'll be almost like a new movie to me. I've only seen part nine once. Jason, and it was back when it came out. Jason goes to hell. I think I, I, Jason goes to hell. I never saw the original DVD version of it, huh. or I saw a bootleg working print with a time code on it because I wanted to, it. It was tape trading, <laughs> bootleg yeah. tape trading days, and the only way to get some of these uncut things. Although that movie has been released uncut, I believe on uh, DVD and stuff. Uh, that's the only way I've seen it is with the time code, and <laughs> and I don't know what completeness of the movie is i assume it's the same version they initially are at, later on released on uh vhs and dvd but so yeah, that, that one i'm not i just remember the end of it i remember freddie's hand coming up and grabbing yeah. the mask at the end well, yeah if you're not gonna if you're gonna remember anything from that one that's the moment right holy yeah. shit so that, you know, know <laughs> but it uh, took part 10 but yeah 10, but it took nine years nine years until jason x you know the 10th and that's a completely yeah. different thing. Like, what is he like cryogenically frozen and woke back up in space or yeah, something? Yeah. And he's got like futuristic Jason yeah. mask thing stuff. Or I think at I first know. it was kind of like the normal Jason thing. And then something happens. And then all of a sudden he's got like this metal futuristic thing. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while since that, I watched it. That one is also, I've, I have seen that one at least one more, once more than uh, Jason goes to hell. Uh, and that movie, I mostly remember the cryogenic freeze where he freezes the person's head and oh, yeah. busts it yeah. on the counter yeah. or whatever. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's still, I will say that, you know, uh, that, that's a generally shitty movie. That's a, that's one of the more memorable kills of the entire franchise. Just in that one, True. in that, in that one moment. 
And then, yeah, it was a completely different setup for Freddy versus Jason, of course, you know, the next year and then Friday the 13th reboot. That that mask was kind of reminiscent of the one from, like, uh, not the blue one, but, like, I wouldn't even say the original mask because it had the red markings on it, right? So maybe it was kind of reminiscent of that. Yeah, and I don't know. I can't remember the story of that or how he... What, what was, well, how did he, I don't know how he got the I don't think, that one. I think just, that one, obviously that one pretended that none of the other things, I think that one was more like, everybody knows the origin of Jason. Let's just have fun. You know, so they didn't bother, you know, I don't, if I recall, I'm like, <laughs> it's been a long time since I watched that one, but, but yeah, to finish up that point, you know, we, we went off on that little tangent after that quote, cause the, the, co- the quote, I'll go back a little bit. Then comes the question of the mask. Do you do a new mask? Like they often did before. So we just went through that. Do you even need the mask? We can license television series exploring Crystal Lake and how Jason became who he is. Think Twin Peaks or Bates Motel. Now, okay, really? Like, <laughs> do we really need like a history of Crystal Lake series? Uh, you know, I, I think I was talking to my my wife about this too. I was like, when we were reading about the about that, the quote and whatnot, is yeah. like, how do you? Get, yeah, I, I can see a Netflix series now of young Jason goes to summer camp. You know, and it's like. It starts off as like a summer sex comedy movie or something you know? like one of the, <laughs> like work you set at Camp Crystal Lake and yeah and uh, you know the camp counselors are out here having sex and stuff and they, you know in the typical summer sex movie style comedy style. Meanwhile, Jason drowns and then I, and then we lead up to uh, yeah no that would be terrible that's what that would be. I mean, would we watch it? Well, probably you know knowing how we are, yeah, we'd probably at least give it a chance. Oh, yeah. But like, it doesn't sound yeah. like something that would be good, you know. <laughs> That's really like, okay, well, all I got is permission to do this one little thing, so I'm going to squeeze all the juice I can out of this one little corner, you know? Yeah. So, I, I, think, I mean, a sequel would mean, that there would be no action in that, except you're just waiting for the moment when Jason drowns because of the camp counselor. They would but probably, up to that point, there's no killings, <laughs> you know. And well, they'd, no, have to, they'd have to manufacture something is what they would probably, if they went down that path, they'd have to like, oh yeah, what you didn't know is... uh Ten years prior to this, there was some guy named, you know, his name wasn't Jason. His name was Johnny, and he didn't have a a hockey mask. He had a, a, you know, I I don't know, a fucking pumpkin mask. And he went around killing people at the same camp. But we just didn't talk about it, you know. (laughs) We just didn't bring it up in all those other movies, that's all. And he wears a mask too, right? Yeah, Yeah, he wears a pumpkin mask or, you know, some some stupid shit. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't you didn't know about that? Oh yeah, it's a whole thing, and then you get five seasons out of that. But yeah, anyways, uh, so uh, no, it's a catcher's mask. That's what it is. So, uh, uh, by the way, uh, remember Larry Zerner? We were talking about that a minute ago. His character's name was Shelley. 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 I knew it was a typical typical kind of. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like it. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> close. Yeah, it's yeah close. Yeah, you were in the neighborhood. Um, but he he one of his quotes is uh. Victor Miller has to convince a studio to make this thing that can only be distributed in the U.S. We can have this theoretical argument that you can do a movie that doesn't infringe on the rights of anyone else, but is anyone seriously going to do that without worldwide rights? I doubt it. (laughs) So basically you come to the, they need to sit down and hash it out at least, you know, on some level. And then, you know, let's come together to make some money. That's really the uh, summary of it all. And then I'll, I'll finish that whole thought with one more quote from Zerner because I thought this was pretty good. In 53 years, it'll be in the public domain Then anyone can make the movie. So, <laughs> so <laughs> fuck it. If they can't get their shit together, then we just have to wait 53 years. for. <laughs> and as wow. contentious as it's been over the last decade or so, hell, it might come to that, man. It, 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 
you know, I doubt it, but hey, you know, look, look at it like Guns N' Roses, right? Like eventually they patch their shit up to make a ton of money, you know? So <laughs> maybe these guys can <laughs> eventually put their shit up, shit to the side just to make a ton of dough. Yeah. Yeah. Just, Cause I mean, at some point you gotta, I mean, if you, as, as big as this franchise is, like you said, first of all, you're not going to do it unless you have worldwide rights because. Everybody loves Friday the 13th in every country. Yeah. About, so. You wouldn't want to just make something for the U.S. and then no one else can, you know, see it. I mean, granted, you live in a digital age where anybody can figure it out anyways, but you get the point. They wouldn't be yeah. able to release it in theaters and, 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 and DVD and, and shit. Merchandising and stuff like Yeah, that. they wouldn't be able to make the full amount of money. So why? Why do it? Why, do, you know, it'd be a waste of time. And yeah. it'd be like, oh, you know, like all of us in the in the horror community, so to speak, like, oh, oh, something new. And then once you realize you saw this and it's shit, you'd be like, oh, that sucked. Why? Why did they do that? You know, like it would just be shit upon instantly. So just do it. Do it right the first time. And then, you know, we won't have to hear it. Put away. Put away the petty squabbles, at least to knock out a few more films. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's our look at the whole situation and kind of our thoughts. And then uh, with some of the the little bit of new information there is, you know, is that uh, there is some type of resolution to it, but not really. Really, the the resolution is they need to get their shit together and work together. So, hopefully, we'll see that sooner or later, and hopefully, we'll see some new Jason. Because then, you know, uh, look at the end of the day, man. Look, there's what uh, twelve movies. I mean, like, there's still a ton. If you want to go back and watch that stuff, it's there, you know. But everybody wants the new stuff. You always want more, more, more. So, uh, for that matter, I mean, like everybody always goes on and on about this because it's been so long. How about some new uh, Freddy too? Right? That's <laughs> that's a whole other chapter of of uh of a, another spotlight or something on why the hell ha- there hasn't been any new nightmare on Elm street movies in a long time. Cause it's been quite some time too. Right. Yeah. It's been, it's been some time. And it's just, I don't know if it's, I don't know what the deal is on why it's been, but I, I don't know if it's maybe, I know they went down the path of trying to do the, the reimagining or remake for that. And it, for what it's when you know what it's not Robert England's and they didn't try to go for humor. They tried to take it in a bit dark ter- territory yeah, but uh, that might be one character where you cannot almost cannot take apart the actor from the character. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, in other words, Robert England. Once you take him out and put somebody else in there, it's sure. almost like it becomes not Freddy anymore. You know? Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, I mean, because it's been since I just looked it up. It's been since 2010. I mean, that Friday, that Friday the 13th was 2009. So <laughs> it's been 12 years yeah. since we saw a new Freddy movie. So yeah, and I, mean, I know I, Robert England want to do makeup anymore. He's already said I'm like. Yeah, you know, I'm done with eight hours in the makeup chair. <laughs> I think if you get the right guy, and it's not so much, if I recall that one, you know, that reboot that had, um, oh God, I'm blanking, Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. It's not that necessarily he did a bad job. I just think the, like you said, it was, it was probably a little bit more, more fucked up than people wanted. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's like, you know, Freddie's yeah, fucked yeah. up and he does fucked up things, but you don't really want it blasted in your face. Like, you know what he was, you know, like maybe that was the big well, turn off. Impossible to root for him as, as people did You're, in the eighties. Yeah. And as much to the chagrin of the PMRC and of parents and of MPAA. <laughs> yeah. You know, people were like cheering on the slashers, which is why they cracked down on the gore in them. Cause you're like, Oh yeah. You know, like, Oh, did you see what he did with that? You know, yeah. and all this stuff. So that was going on. So you can't really do that in a movie like that, you know, where it's well, so, we, purposeful. They probably went down that path in purpose with the intent of it being darker like that. You know, yeah. So you, and that so probably turn people off a yeah, little bit. Yeah. And I think some people just don't, 
just can't see it outside of the humor. I mean, yeah. the humor has always been wrapped up into Freddy going back to the first movie. Maybe not as much as the sequels would have, you know, add to it later on. But I don't know. I don't know. It's well, look, we live right actor, and you know, maybe maybe they could revisit it. Yeah. Well, look, we live in the age of uh, sequels and remakes and reboots and requels. Um, so I'm sure sooner or later, some way somehow, we'll see a new Jason. And, you know, Freddy too, you know, since we kind of threw that in here at the end. But, yeah, it's only a matter of time because really, you know, we've talked about this before. You've got your, uh, not Mount Olympus, but what am I thinking of? The big four heads of the presidents. What is that? Oh, the Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore. Yeah, Mount, yeah, Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. You got your Mount Rushmore of horror. Freddy and Jason are right there. And it's been too yeah. long since we've had, you know, new movies of the two, arguably the two biggest icons in horror. So for that reason alone, hopefully uh, sooner or later, uh, everyone involved will get their shit together and we'll get and we'll get new installments and hopefully they're done well. That that's another key part too. We just don't want it to. I, I, at least I'll yeah. speak for myself. I don't want it just to be a thing. I want it to be good. You know. Oh yeah, so, yeah. You don't want to just. All right. Well, here here's the latest. Boof, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then we end shit up it out. Crapster. Here too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, we'll leave it there, and uh, uh, I'm sure this will be a topic that we revisit over on Deadline Horror News if there's any new twists and turns in the whole thing, and hopefully sooner or later we'll get something new. We'll have some good positive things to report on that. Uh, but coming up next week is Donnie's Choice, episode 115. So we're gonna be. This is the way we decided to celebrate Independence, Day, or I should say, this is the way that Donnie decided that we're gonna spend Independence Day, and we're gonna be watching a Friday the Thirteenth fan film, Never Hike Alone. From 2017. Uh, I'll read the synopsis on IMDb. A hiker's survival skills are put to the test when he stumbles upon the remains of an old abandoned camp and discovers its long, dark secrets. So, I think you got to guess what's going what's gonna to happen there. So, uh, this, this is one I haven't seen. And uh, I know you said you hadn't seen it too, right? No, not yet. Yeah, and pretty sure Donnie and Will haven't seen it either. So, it's going to be new for all of us. So, uh, come back next week on July 4th. You know, after you shoot off the fireworks, well, maybe before, because it comes out at 6 p.m. So, before you shoot off the fireworks, but after you've had your hot dogs and hamburgers and uh, celebrated the independence of the United States, come and listen to Never Hike Alone. So, for Will and Donnie, who couldn't be with us, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, it's now 9.30, and that's lights out time. 9.30, as you know. Tomorrow is Parents' Day, and you must look rested or Morty will be sent to the state penitentiary.